0: Actually, I gotta say, before we even get started, you're one of my favorite people in the whole world, my man.
1: Bros, get out of yeah. here. we're already gone, I think. In, in I think fact, it's already gone. But in fact, I appreciate
0: that. Blake, I've known you for a couple months now. Hold and up. Whoa, whoa, bro. <laughs> I've been thinking, will you. Continue producing my music for I me. I will. Okay, I will continue okay, awesome. producing.
1: Yeah. It's like, what are you about to say live on guy. air right now? I just love this guy. Hell yes. Yeah, I love love yeah. Sundays, the man over here, for sure. I mean, we won't no. kiss
0: or anything. You know, that would be weird. And plus, it would probably break all the cameras in this entire room. Literally. Yeah. That's it's funny. should be illegal for two guys this attractive to be in the same room. Of course. Anyway, so. Of
1: course. Yes. 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 <laughs> But so, what, so what's refraining you from posting on social media until next year? What was like, the premise behind that?
0: Uh, so a couple years ago I posted weekly on YouTube and it was fun, I had a great time. Like shorts I mean, or was it? Uh, long form, I've been uh, doing content, uh, long form content uh, filming my entire life uh, from 2016 up until last year. Nice. And it was just overwhelming because I had the mentality of you have to post a certain amount of times. You have to, uh, you know, and my content was more like docu-style. Where right. Where I come out with a piece of content maybe every two three months. But to me, it's like content that when I die, I'll say, this is my life story. Right. It's big-time content. And that couldn't really be boiled down into smaller pieces of content. And so I just kind of got overwhelmed with it. And there it's was daunting. a secondary, yes, yeah, daunting, and there was a secondary reason. My business, I, uh, my whole business is about helping coaches, so that they don't have to post on social media. Uh. So in 2020, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna post zero times on social media for the entire year and triple my business," and I mm. did it. And it's crazy. I actually posted once on Christmas, and so uh, it was kind of a excuse for me to not do my personal stuff.
1: Now what was that one post on Christmas?
0: Uh, it got banned. Yeah? Yeah. A dirty Santa post yeah, or what's guess, going on? I thought on? it was Pornhub, but...
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was just me saying, you know, thanks to everybody in my life and just gratitude. Cheesy love Cheesy stuff.
1: Love it. That's, yeah. it's wild because I feel like nowadays social media is so, such a part of business. It's like, that's crazy to even, I didn't even know that, that you... Made that a thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to triple my business without using social media because usually it's in my head, it was like the opposite. Oh, if my business won't triple unless I do go all in on the social media thing. Yeah. So,
0: but that's what's burning people out. And I built my yeah. own business because I wanted to create a business for myself and others that was about freedom, about uh, mental stability, about lowering your cortisol levels, and just having an entire business set up because I had a business that was doing pretty well and it was stressing me out. And so I was like, you know what? Let me uh, reverse the wheels here and let me start all the way from scratch. My little team that I had was like, what are you doing? You're crazy. You finally cracked the code and now you're starting over. But I was like, I want to build something that I can work like four days a week. Right. Or four, sorry, four hours a day. Right. And I take Wednesdays off to do music, as you know. So I like work two days, I'm off. Or Sundays. Or to snuggle. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? Sundays oh, yeah. are for snuggles. Shout Wednesdays, out, I love Sunday snuggles. Wednesdays are for for music so, right
1: yeah hell yeah no I love that um I mean we diving into that it's like why are we even sitting here and why are we even on this podcast and how did we even meet and like why are you guys listening to us um I, I guess kind of just going back to you already kind of you got in a little bit of what you did uh with so what 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 is it that you do <clears throat> like um, exactly
0: just run naked down the streets, try not to get arrested. Well, I
1: feel like that, I've, like I have done that before though, so that's yeah, not you, even you, a joke. It's like we
0: just like, yeah, like run naked down the street. You've told me multiple stories. Isn't there a term that they said when you used to get naked?
1: Oh, what when you? Oh, na the naked mile. When you get naked at a party and you just run around the whole house. Yeah, college years were insane. Hopefully, we don't dive into many of those stories, but also hopefully we do. So tell
0: me oh. some college stories. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. oh, no. I'm man. happy to answer your question. What yeah.
1: kind of college stories? No, yeah, no, it's yeah, not yeah. even. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Well, we both connect because we both make music. We're both creatives. We both enjoy um, expressing ourselves through those type of mediums. Right. We met through Desi Marie. Shout out, Desi. Desi. Um, Shout out. Hell, yeah! Dude, when I moved here, I had a goal. And I said, in the first year, I'm going to build such an amazing community. And – I said, okay. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to time the,
1: a sticky pause. Right, <laughs> a sticky
0: pause. Right. I said I'm going to find a mansion of some sort, and I'm going to f- go to all these events that I uh, that I like, or you know, find events that I like that I don't like, so on and so forth. And then when I find the ones I really like, I'm going to connect with the people who who do the events. Right. Uh, and I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to add as much value to you as I can. I'm new here, but at least I have this space. Do you want to come host some stuff at this space? So I found the guy. He, he's a, like one of my favorite people in, in Vegas. Um, his name's Brennan. And we started doing some events at his place. And it was all intentional and strategic and, and very planned. And then all of a sudden, this situation happened where my buddy Alico, who is very well known uh, in Seattle – gave me some advice. He's a mentor of mine. He gave me some advice. He said, show up to every event, even if it's just for five minutes, even if you don't feel like right, it, show right. up to every single event. And so Tammy, our friend, our Tammy, mutual friend. Tammy, shout out uh, Tammy. Yep, uh, invited me somewhere. I didn't want to go. It was cold. It was windy. I was a little feeling a little under the weather, but I went anyway and just did the little five minute. That's where I met Desi, introduced me to all these people, including you. And the funny thing is, out of all those people that I intentionally approached and and strategically tried to like from a loving place obviously add value to the one person that I didn't try to do that with that just fell in my lap essentially was when she introduced me to you for production and turns out you run last friday and that was what I felt was more of my kind of my community where I felt like these are like my people yes this is is where I belong
1: well I remember you even coming to the first last friday and it was like uh like you had never been before and you like showed up and you're like, dude, I just felt the love. Well, because we have been hyping you up and stuff, yeah, like like Sunday this and Sunday that. And then um you came through and you said like ten people came up to you and were like, Yo, what's up by name or like just said what's up, give you a hug and you're like, Oh, this is sick, like, whoa. Is that cheap shot downtown, I think?
0: Yeah, it was a really special experience because um I had been in a city before that where I, I felt like I tried so hard to build a community and it just wasn't, Portland. It wasn't clicking. Yeah, oh. yeah. And then I came here and to walk in that venue and to have that again, and I say again because I used to be a music producer and so that whole thing of like, hey, it's the producer guy, da, 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 and now just like, owning a business that I work remote where I don't have to see anybody other than on Zoom. It's like, you don't get that anymore when you're in that kind of situation. So walking in that room and my sister was visiting and it was just so cool to just be like, yo, hey, what's up? Hey, do you want to get interviewed? I'm like, I was just about to say, I'm so (laughs) upset.
1: We didn't, the microphone was like butchered. The recording was butchered for that interview because it was the most authentic, like just wholesome interview that we had. I was like, oh my God. That was gold, right there. And then we yeah. like went back to look at it, and it's like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. I was like,
0: oh, yeah, but you man. know, it's more than me, the mic. Exact. <laughs> hey, there we go, right <laughs> there. <laughs>
1: oh, that's crazy. Um, well, so so you lived in Portland. What was your background in Portland before you came to Vegas? Yeah, I
0: was b- born in Chicago, and we moved to Portland when I was a little kid. And when I was thirteen years old. Um, like my family lived down the street from the high school, the middle school, and the elementary school, so kids were always coming in and out of my house. Mm. Um, I was like the house that kids would skip class and go to go to. Nice. pool table, ping pong table, nice little beat little studio, PB and
1: J sandwiches. Oh, they were like killing the sandwiches. Yeah, the sandwiches all
0: the time. Yeah, my parents were like, "Where did all the lunch meat go? Yeah.
1: Are you a square cutter or a triangular cutter in sandwiches?"
0: I don't even think I cut the sandwich.
1: You don't even cut this? I feel that actually. Yeah. I don't even, I'm just like, give me this thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Take yeah. a bite out of the yeah. side right
0: there. Yeah. And then it gives opportunity for an upgrade. Like if you date someone who cuts the sandwich, then you're like, oh, you changed my life. Right. And she's exactly. Like, I got you.
1: Perspective on, on bread cutting. You know?
0: Exactly. You're organized. Like, here, let me put away, let me organize your room, feng shui. Let me feng shui your Bread. shui it's, it's more than just bread right it's, it's, it's more than meets the bread bread. more than meets the bread. Meets bow, the bow, bread. Bow, bow,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so so you produce music as well um, um portland
0: yeah so i so i grew up and when i was 15 i bought some beat machine stuff for my friend and i to rap with and then all of a sudden kids started coming through and spending 20 bucks an hour to to make to, for me to make them beats and record them so I lived there until I was seventeen. Moved to LA and then moved back because twenty you an hour. Yeah, twenty bucks an hour. That's,
1: that's what I started on. That's I just resonated with that. I All was right, like, yep, yeah. twenty an hour. The number. That's the number to, start, the number to start, like, start on. You no know, no one's
0: ever paid me twenty bucks. Twenty. Yeah, I guess yeah. twenty bucks
1: an hour, right? Because yeah, yeah. I hear other people are getting like eighty to hundred. So it's yeah. like, but that's that's exactly. crazy. But you, I guess, so you made a pretty big community and scene out there. You told me before mm-hmm. in the Portland music. And stuff, doing yep. stuff like that before exactly. you came out here.
0: Yeah, and so it made me feel special. I could show up at the hip hop clubs, and everyone would be like, "Yo," da, 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 da. and um, that felt good. You were good. the man. You I walked broke. in. He, you walked in it, but you
1: were broke. But broke, you were the man. But still. I was the man.
0: Yeah, I was even getting. I had a, a beat website called MakeYourHit.com, and so kids would find my stuff and fly me out to Orlando or to wherever, and and. You know, I'd stay in their house, or if it was a really dope situation, usually like if a Vegas situation, a couple of Vegas guys flew me out and nice. like put me up in a hotel. You know, probably got the Hell cheap. Hell
1: yeah! But uh, at you know, yeah, yeah, the Luxor, <laughs> yeah, right. The the Priceline rooms. The pro- you
0: exactly, know? they probably hit me with the Priceline rooms. <laughs> yeah, and so you know that was really fun. But when I transitioned, I went to driving Uber and Lyft. And ah. so that was like out of Vegas for the first, or no, no, Portland, uh, San Francisco and Portland. Yeah, okay, yeah. And uh, so it was like music producer, but broke to glorified taxi driver, but right. happy, <laughs> right. right? Like meeting right. people, talking to people. And, and you, yeah. but you
1: said you, you kind of just wanted to get away from the music for a second, right? You're just like, I just kind of want to reset.
0: Yeah. You're like, I was burnt out, right? That's crazy. Like I met all my like childhood heroes and they all let me down, it was horrible. Yeah. Just toxic. Sucks. Nasty stuff.
1: Going back to like the uh, thing you said earlier about how um this prolific interviewer had gotten all these people on the podcast like big artists and stuff and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't get the I don't get the the thing behind people saying that these people are all shitty people in the music industry, yeah." In the music industry, but then you pointed out it like came it was an epiphany that you were like uh Ah, well right. it depends on the person you're talking to if you're pro- prolific interviewer probably going to get treated a lot right. more. Yeah, podcast nicely. interviewer
0: said I don't understand why people say the music industry is toxic. I've interviewed hundreds of people in the music industry and they've all been nothing but kind to me. It's like obviously you're a prestigious interviewer. Right. Why would they not be nice to you? But they're they're polishing the shoes of the people that they need to and they're shitting on the people that they don't need to so that's
1: That's how it be though it's it sucks hopefully we can change that narrative you know that's that's kind of what last friday is for um for like a little bit of Mm. information on that but it's it's like yeah we started that off of love and trying to you know cut that that like barrier of gatekeeping and um, there's your, your certain quality to be able to do certain things yeah. and it's just like you know, everybody come up on stage everybody gets their shot to perform a couple songs and so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. it's very um, leveling the playing field right love first
1: right which is it's important for people that are growing and stuff you yeah. can't you have to start somewhere everybody has to start somewhere right you know yeah so
0: yeah like me in the studio with Blake it's like right six thousand takes. <laughs> and he's just the most patient dude you could ever imagine
1: but you like i said it's it's crazy because a lot of people don't <clears throat> they don't want to be critiqued they want to think they have a down or they get annoyed by critique so I only provide as much information as I feel they can take and uh, um if they ask me like hey what could I have done better what do you think my tone should have been what do you think like I'm missing or like tell me when you think it's like you're literally like like I'm going to do some takes just tell me when you when you hear something that you like like a tidbit and I'm like oh this crazy thing I learned in music college actually like about blah blah, blah and stuff and so but you're receptive to it which mm. is sick because almost 95 percent of people that come into the studio do want to think that they got it and they don't want to take direction. And I'm not saying that I'm the end-all be-all, but I do have some good wisdom, you know, so. Some
0: some Blake wisdom.
1: Some Blake wisdom, baby. Come on. (laughs) Let's go. Yes. Come
0: on, my guy. Hell yes. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question. All right, hit me. So you're music producer, top liner, artist, engineer, all that. Yes. And entrepreneur etc right and um what is out of your past and how you got here what's one of your most embarrassing stories
1: oh okay one of my personal most embarrassing stories ah man that's crazy. While you're
0: thinking of it, you can show everybody your do not disturb socks and your right?
1: shoes. Okay. Do not disturb. we got some, we got some J's on right here. Um, sure, shoes kiss. Nice. Oh, Hey, there we go. Hey, shoe boys. We, we said we were going to start the podcast it's off like boy. this. We were just going to be like, it's shoe boy. How's it going guys? How's it going? Welcome to the podcast.
0: Well, shall we pray?
1: Right? There we go. <laughs>
0: bro i finally i finally have legs you know like i'm i've, I've always been getting them squats in i've always been uh, uh self-conscious about my my calves they've been so skinny i feel, my boy, I feel that my boy I feel adrian that. hernandez sleeping giants fitness he's hooking it up and i'm starting to starting to get that dream body I'm slowly but surely man nice yeah.
1: i love it i love it yeah. no when you start seeing the results that's what makes the dedication and the meal plans and all the stuff kind of worth it you're like okay i feel confident about myself how i look true you know?
0: but also i agree and i also disagree because as we've talked about before there's like once you've Set a goal and achieve a goal. Set a goal, achieve a goal. Set a goal, achieve a goal. It's like the start is the most fun. It where is. You're like I don't have it. It and is. And that's the same thing with what you're talking about in the studio. How like I have all these you know 10,000 hours plus of experience with like production and all this stuff, but not with my voice. And so I almost really revel in and, and soak in the lack of skill that I have and go this is growth and so you get excited about the journey and you actually enjoy that process and then you win on day one
1: i mean that's that's got to be probably why i've there's been points in my life where i'm like repping 315 squat and i'm like yoked and like or maybe not yoked but like i am looking really good feeling really good pressing 225 like um but then you know then you get there and you're like all right i got it and then Mm -hmm. you just like Back to fast food and like bad sleeping patterns and <laughs> stuff. And then it's like And so I mean what that's just the roller coaster is like an analogy you can kind of mm. use for anything. But mm. um the and actually I don't know know how this came about, but speaking of that made me think of the embarrassing story. It's not the most embarrassing story, but And um, embarrassing story. An embarrassing story. Right. Um I would say It's crazy, because now I am throwing a successful event company, but my very first show I try to throw, I got, and I'm not going to say any names, but I got a couple of people to play at this venue, and um, there was like an overhead, and there was like a number I had to hit, and I was like, oh, and I did the math in my head, if every person brings, these four or five people bring 50 people each and sell 50 tickets, then we make our money back and some. And so I was just like, "Hey, you good to bring fifty people? Okay, yeah. Oh, you you're gonna bring fifty people? Okay, cool. I'll bring maybe fifty people. I'll like you." And then I was like, "Cool. That's that's like two hundred people that are gonna come. We're sold. We're solid. Like I'm gonna even make profit. I'm gonna skip away with all this. No, 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 no. I I like showed up to this event, and maybe each person brought like ten people. I even brought probably more than some of the artists, and I wasn't even performing." And so it was just to kind of throw a show, and I was like, "Oh, I could do this." And yeah, at the very end of the venue, the night, the venue was like, "Hey, you got to pay us. Like, we got to pay our staff out." And I was didn't have the money. So luckily, I was a part of this artist collective, and um, Tony, shout out Tony, he uh, He covered you, huh? He covered you. He did. So he owned the studio, Artist Mafia Studios, uh, and he. Um, it was he worked at XS and so I drove all the way. I was like, hey, I'll be right back, guys. I texted Tony, I was like, hey, I need 500. So uh, I like went down to XS and he he was well, like Tony oh, didn't have cash dude. up. Huh? No, he <laughs> bro he straight up just gave me an envelope. He just gave me a there whole envelope. Yeah, I don't think cash up was a thing back then, honestly. Mm-hmm. I really don't. This was this was like eight seven years ago or something like that. It was BC before cash, BCA before cash app. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah. so, I mean, that was, it's, it's a learning lesson, but I mean, I guess, you know, in business they say like, you don't count the number of successes. You count the number of failures, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. really helps you build to that. Never getting that failure again. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I love the, if a genie were to come out and say, you have 112 failures until you reach your dream goal then you'd be hurrying up to fail.
1: Come right. on, come on, come on. Another uh, failure, another failure, another failure. Let's go, let's go. That's a good saying.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's embarrassing, you know, not being able to pay, but you got bailed out. Right,
1: I did get so bailed out, good. so thank actually, goodness for that moment. I
0: actually have some game to drop for anyone who is uh, in music that wants drop to get placements. game for you just placements. For placements, I'm going to yeah. take notes right now. What are you about to say? So what I used to do uh, back in the day is I would go to a venue, where a famous artist was playing, and I would just show up during sound check. During sound check is before the bouncers clock in. Right. So I'd show up at sound check. I'd make sure I was wearing something that looked similar to what someone working at a venue or working uh, or on tour <laughs> would wear, which is usually all black. Right. Uh. Wear all black. Maybe even have a little earpiece, something like that. And I'd walk in the front door. Fifty percent of the time, no one's even there. The other 50% of the time, there's some gal up front, hey, excuse me, sir, can I help you? And so what I learned was have your phone to your ear or have your earpiece like this <laughs> and just genius. be talking. And just, hey, blah, 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 And so when they say, hey, can I help you? Uh, no, I'm good. And then just walk in, especially if you have like a little like bag of fast food or something, like you just went out and grabbed oh, something man. like you're on tour. And so what, what, what happened was the venue thought I was with the tour. The tour thought I was with the venue. Oh, wow. Right. So then what I would do is I would walk in and I would sit in a dark corner and just chill there. <sighs> and as I would chill there, and I'd be like, all right, at some point, the artist's going to go on stage. Right. My my intention here is to identify who's here. Bum rush the stage okay. and be like,
1: "I'm Sunday." Okay. Shout out, my I am Sunday. Good <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I would just say, "Okay, there's the artist." Now where's the manager? Right. And I would just wait, and I, w- I would say, "Okay, that guy's probably the manager. It might be the tour manager or it might be his personal manager, but either way, blah blah." blah. So then, um, <clears throat> I would essentially approach someone from the team. It would, it would be the artist. Or it would be the manager or whoever it was, like, hey, uh, hey guys, how's it going? I've been here for a couple of years. Here for a couple of years, you know. Right. Could be I work here. Who right. knows? Been here for a couple of years. Um, huge fan of so and so's, and we're just wondering if now is an appropriate time to to make a submission, a track submission. I'm a music producer, and then either they'd be like, no, nah, not now, or yeah, absolutely. Usually it's a yes. Right. Right. Um, and so I had a few situations where I was with some pretty big artists, and I got an opportunity to do that. Sometimes it was even, hey, come on the bus. We'll just listen right now. And it, it worked out pretty well, you know? That's like wild. And then what
1: happened when they, like, figured out that you weren't part of the venue? They just started laughing? They never did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Never did. I mean I mean I never said I was part oh, of the venue. Oh, Man, what a business move. That's so <laughs> That was like intuitive. 20 21, 22, 23, 24. And then later I found other ways to get in. Right. But, but you know, that was the, the intro. Here's my next question. If you could give your younger self advice, what would you tell yourself?
1: I would tell myself to be patient, first off. And um to not react, you know, and I feel like reacting is a big thing I've learned later in life. Um, which it, the thing, the funny thing is, is oh, I already know what you would tell yourself, or like you, you said like if I could go back and do anything, we've had this conversation before, or something like that with um,
0: yeah, superpowers,
1: uh, super exactly, exactly, right. something along those lines. But um, yeah, I mean, I would tell myself to maybe just not react as harsh to to things that people were saying or mm-hmm. when i was feeling don't maybe don't act on emotion mm-hmm. um oh yeah i feel like i've answered this one in my head but it's so funny like you're on the podcast and you're just like right what would i do and right. you're like oh no yeah. of course i would do this like right. but it's like uh. yeah, yeah. but yeah true. i mean i think those are pretty pretty do, do you feel like ones. you were he-
0: you were hella reactive
1: super super reactive as a kid um I, I was counseling. entitled i had entitlement and oh. it was kind of ugly and i i thought i i thought i was the best and but not because of like the work ethic i put in and stuff it's just because i had a natural knack at being good at things from the jump so i had, but i took that with entitlement and i was like no i'm the best and like it was like i like sectioned myself away from other people that were doing stuff in the same division and maybe even came off weird in the music community when I was first doing things because, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like lead with love, you know, I didn't like lead with, um, just genuinity and what I like, you know what I wanted to do and, um, how like the steps I needed to take to get there. And it was just, I just wanted the shortcuts and, um, when other people, would succeed over me, I would get that envy. And I think that's human though, Mm -hmm. to get that envy about certain things happening. But the thing is reacting to it. It's fine to feel that feeling Mm -hmm. sometimes, but you do want to like eventually get away from feeling that feeling. But like when you feel like you're supposed to be at a spot that's deservative and then somebody else by you gets that spot. It's like it definitely needs to be and it is now for me. Like you won, I am full supporting you fuck yeah Mm -hmm. like you did it
0: Yeah, I feel like if you don't support other people then innately that says something about yourself and it attracts a certain amount of energy and results or lack thereof to yourself and look we talked about earlier today in the studio uh, because every day before we do podcasts we're doing a a recording session for a couple hours and so when we're over there at the studio we talk a lot too and we're talking about how there's a kind of like an evil or fear based way to do things like manipulation. And then there's a love based way to do things, which is just like supporting everybody, bringing everybody up. And we talked about that concept of, uh, being the same person talking the same about people when they're around as when they're not around or doing the work the same way for your clients that you would do if they were over your shoulder as if they're nowhere to be seen is like just having that self-respect and that self-discipline to show up and do your best at all times. It's like what, what I've noticed is when I do that, then no matter what anyone thinks about me, I don't I don't care. And right. I, I literally say there's a quote that I love and it's not accurate all the time. But when you're your highest self, then you can say what other people think about me negatively is none of my business. It's like, it's on them. But if you're acting out of your best self and you're just, you're not showing up with like empathy, uh, with, you know, what's the term you use all the time? The, the critical thinking. Right. Uh, by just really showing up as your best, then when someone does say some shit about you, you're like, what are they saying? Right. What are they saying? Because you don't know if it's real or not. Exactly. And then that that dwindles away your confidence. For sure. Versus just having this level of confidence where you're like I show up for myself. I show up for others. I always do my best. I'm a human. I fuck up. I make mistakes. But hey if someone hits me up and they're like hey you really fucked up. Then it's like uh oh. What did I do wrong? But it's not like oh no what did they find out? Right.
1: Right. Right. Because if you're just being your genuine self that's actually like very caring and loving and compassionate and you know you're always that type of human being then you have nothing to worry about you know because you're just like oh like something happened like this and that but yeah it's like when you are sleazy and manipulative and something then you're I mean it's kind of like it's just immense it's probably so bad for your mental health to just because you know you're doing all these things behind the scenes it's probably eating away at you deep down unless you're like a narcissist i guess but um it it just like being okay with somebody portraying you as that or maybe taking somebody's money and not giving them a good product and Mm. just like being okay with that and it's like dang like does that even affect you
0: in the smallest bit when you sleep at night? And I mean, I've been there, we've all been there before. Like, I remember, I don't know when it was, I mean, high school, maybe college, when I noticed that I was lying quite a bit. just little stupid, right. little white lies. So like, stupid. oh yeah, I was at Joe's on Thursday. It's like, actually you weren't at Joe's on Thursday, you talked to Joe on the phone on Wednesday. And right, like, just little stuff like that. And then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make it a thing where I'm gonna stop lying about these stupid little right. things. So it's always, but one thing that I, I really am super passionate about Is the idea of being a whole human being, and what I mean by that is, like, being able to be what we're talking about now, which is like a good person, holistic person, and also, hey, I want to be a fuck boy today. I want to go. I want to go. You know, do some crazy shit, or like we were talking about before, tell some stupid, some immature, some dick jokes or whatever. It's like I like the the whole spectrum of the human experience, and being able to do all that. Hey, if I want to hang out on a yacht with some strippers and then I want to go to church and pray and then I want to go to uh, I want to meditate and go to yoga and then I want to go tell some dick jokes and then I want to have and then I want to do a TED talk and then I want to talk to my clients. Right. And it's like I don't like this idea and I think social media kind of has portrayed this a lot where it kind of forces you into a box like For sure. Like, you must create a separate account if you're going to be anything other than Blake Wisner the producer. Right. Now okay, oh you're doing this other thing, you better have a whole separate identity right. for that, and that's okay, because it's not like they built it that way. But I think that it's important to remember. Like, I can't even imagine just like being in in uh, like a, like office culture and being scared of oh my god, what if they find out that I went to the BDSM thing with my girlfriend? <sighs> Right. Yeah. And it's right. like, and it's like, as they say, uh, what's the term? Hopefully, I can remember this. It's really funny. It's uh, you can be, you can be a Buddhist, you can be a nudist, <laughs> but you can't be a Buddhist that's a nudist, right? It's just the, then you'll get ostracized from society. Oh my gosh. Right? It's like if Joe, if 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 John comes into the office and he's like, I'm John. Oh yeah, John. What 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 about John? Oh, he's our tech guy. He's a Buddhist. Right. It's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. Okay. He's got his thing. It's like, or even. That's that's John. He's a tech guy, and he's a nudist. Right. Oh well, it's that's John. He owns duality. It. Right. Literally. Duality. But as soon as you put that extra one in there, he's like, he's a weirdo, and then and then they get ostracized from society. And, right. And So I'm against that. I like the idea of like, look, I want to be fully out there. It's like if I and yeah, th- there are places and spaces for different things. I'm not going to talk about my sexuality in the workspace, or I'm not going to tell these you know immature jokes. But I want people to know that it's okay to be a right. whole
1: person right yeah. there's no like red flat like hey like d- it's like it's pretty uh, i mean yeah there's maybe a couple things but for the most part it's like pretty wide like a wide range of just like you know not trying to box yourself and i think that's
0: awesome yeah. who's yeah. that attractive to? We, oh no see that, look i was just uh, about to compliment snap. you and then it's it pointing to on you i yeah. love that who's that attractive guy right there
1: do we do we want to pop off um these these random phone off? calls oh, we do we want to pop off I bro know, we should we do that on camera should we no no, no no popping champagne no. just champagne. like champagne. Champagne. ran champagne. A bottle mm. um, do we do we want to call these these numbers
0: let's do it you first all
1: right okay so what what we're doing is we asked a person in our life to call in and say the most embarrassing story about us without us knowing what the story is. So
0: not just any person.
1: Yes, well Ex, so ex-girlfriend. yeah, ex-girlfriend. So yeah. um I'm going to be calling my ex-girlfriend Allison and um yeah, I mean I'm I'm kind of like she nervous? she saw some pretty crazy stuff um during this relationship and some pretty embarrassing things and I was a lot during the time being when I was with her. So uh, but you know we we unveiling everything on this podcast, all right? All right we ain't sorry. holding back. So who are you calling?
0: So I'm calling Desiree, an ex I had uh, quite a while ago and uh, she and I met well, I'll tell you, I, I can't I don't wanna I don't wanna ruin it because I don't want I don't know all what right. she's gonna tell. All, right, all but right her name's Desiree. she's an ex and we're gonna ask her what her most embarrassing story with me is.
1: Ooh, let's go. Yeah.
0: What do you call it when somebody uh, off somebody professionally?
1: Off somebody? like yeah,
0: like kills them.
1: Cancels, eliminates. Uh, like when you hire somebody. Oh, Hitman. She's not answering either.
0: There we go. Hello, this is
2: Desiree.
0: Hello, is this the Hitman line?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got the right
0: number. <laughs> okay, awesome um I, I just like to off a couple of people is it uh i got this on groupon so is it cool <laughs> you got a two for one? yeah i got the two for <laughs> yeah she, she, she's from oakland so we know she's hood right know? right right and she's greek so of course she, she just hired all of her sisters she's got like a million greek sisters so they all just go out and just off people all day. oh my gosh hey big fat greek mafia. big fat greek mafia exactly yeah uh so yeah we're on the air right now uh with myself and blake wisner and we're calling you to ask you uh for an embarrassing story that you know or any kind of story it doesn't have to be embarrassing it could be funny it could be silly it could be crazy any story that you know that relates to you and i
2: I had to go into the archives,
1: um, oh, <laughs> and man.
2: probably what, you know the story of how we met is really funny, because um, I used to work for a company called Hot or Not, um,
1: first kind of dating website. Oh snap! <laughs> Way back in the day. I used that. I used that vigorously back in the day. <laughs> so <did> our friend. <laughs> Oh, oh! So did Nate Sunday. <laughs> during a
2: period of time when the company was really small so I was managing like a lot of operational items and also like customer service and he was a paid member and wrote in (laughs) and I
0: can't remember what he was like asking about but it was my you guys denied my picture it was a (laughs) picture of me with no one else. I was the main part of the photo. <laughs> and I very eloquently and oh, systematically God. had to email saying this picture is legit, you know? <laughs> don't hate on don't hit on the gun show. I'm trying to <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so like obviously I'm like the only person answering
2: these emails and I'm like, Okay, let me help this guy and I have to log in and troubleshoot. And um, I end my message with, okay, cheers, Hope you can access it now. Cheers. Cheers. For whatever reason, (laughs) like the cheers, I think, got you. Um, (laughs) And you kept, like, writing back. (laughs) And I had to pull from the archives. I think your username
1: was Cashew503. (laughs) Cashew503? AOL. Oh, my God.
2: you write back and I think you had like ended the email and instead of putting your name, you you know, you put an N and an eight. Um, and then you at
0: one point you put daddy. <laughs> 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 and, I'm like, and I'm like, who is this jackass? <laughs> but I put cheers, Nate Daddy. <laughs> oh cheers, my god. <laughs> you
2: know then then you had like an inside connection to customer support so right and (laughs) the
0: the rest was history (laughs) right the rest was history and that's her side of the story so my side of the story Uh is that i was a uh, testosterone overfilled 20 something year old boy (laughs) who was just like i mean i guess i just wasn't getting enough luck on the app And I just, something told me deep in my wisdom intuition that this was a really hot girl, right? Answering. I mean, I saw the name Dez or Desiree, whatever it was. And I was like, it's a woman. (laughs) Maybe she's not 80 and maybe she's attractive. Or even if she is 80, maybe she's attractive. Oh my
1: God.
0: (laughs) And so when I, when she wrote, she wrote a message and there was nothing really to work with except cheers Right, so I was like, "Cheers, <laughs> who says cheers?" Right, like that kind of thing, and um, <clears throat> then at some point, I asked her for her Hot or Not profile, which is basically Tinder, right? Right, it's, it's old school Tinder, <laughs> Hot or Not, the OGs, and the OG. and she said, "Well, it just so happens that our team recently required us all to create test accounts so uh. that we could check for bugs." So if you'd like, feel free to test out my account. Oh. And boy, did I want to test out that account. Oh, my gosh. So all I'll say is I the, the um, Crescendo music, the mu- movie Crescendo music played as I hovered my mouse over that blue link. <laughs> and when I clicked on that link, the first feeling that I felt was pure excitement, and the second feeling I felt was an overwhelming sense of this chick is way out of my league, and uh, there's absolutely no chance. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and so, yeah, that that's the end of that story. Um, she made a smart move. She's happily married now. Oh, I and, love it. You know, she just you know we we dated for a while, and I was like this fun kid. I think I was fun. This fun kid. She was a homeowner. You know, up in the hills. It's like she was so out of my league. She was doing me a favor. It was like charity week. Oh, And wow. she was just like, you know what? I'm going to give this poor boy a break. Man. And, but I did end up working at Hot or Not. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> nice. You got a job out of it? She hired me on the team. <laughs> oh, you <know>? that's great. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Uh, did you then utilize that to uh, reach out and – uh Ask other people and other girls about their accounts and stuff. Being <laughs> being an administrator.
0: All right, this call's over. <laughs> Time's up. He, he used his test account wisely. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh right,
1: right, right.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's great. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's been good going down that lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been real, as Man. you say. It's been real. <laughs> Uh, Well, thanks, Des. That was great, and um, thanks for being (laughs) one of the most like light, light light-hearted people that I know. I love every time we chat. We always giggle about something funny. So I appreciate you.
2: Awesome in my outros. Cheers.
0: (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, Des. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh
1: shoot, that's hilarious. That was great, man. Um, That's so funny. What we're like started off with a des and now we're kind of ending with a des. Yeah. You know? Yeah, That's man. funny. Yeah. Um, should I give my girl one more call? Let's do it. All right, let's see. I'll try this one more time. Dang, I told I was like, don't commit to this unless you
0: unless you're down. Oh, she's picking up. What's happening? Now right it's now? going
1: through. Hello. Ah, there we go. I called a couple times. It wasn't going through, but we got you now. Hi, you're on air right now um, with me and Sunday at Sticky Paws. Perfect. Hello, you guys. Yes. So, yeah, we we just went through um, an embarrassing story with Sunday over here and um, how he met his ex-girlfriend off Hot or Not. And do you remember what Hot or Not was? It's like Tinder. It's like a Tinder, and she was like an administrative assistant, and he I like started that. hitting on the administrative assistant, and then they started dating. But um, <laughs> it was a good one. But yeah, what I'm curious to hear what story you have came up with because I know there's a bunch of ones that I'm very scared about. He's shaking
0: <laughs> his leg right now. He's nervous.
1: Yeah, definitely. But. Um, nervous. Yeah, go for it. I'm ready for the punches.
3: Um. Okay. Do you have time for one or two?
1: <laughs> uh Start with one. Let's I think see. we got we got time for one.
3: Start with one. Okay. Um, the first one that kind of comes to mind. Um. Like you are a special person. <laughs> um. But one time that I really remember was like so shocking for me, and it was like, is this really happening? Kind of like a pinch me moment. Was um I don't know I can't really remember like what we were doing but I just remember obviously you were drinking and um we were sleeping together I think this is at your old house um this is at your old house where you lived when you lived with Tyler as your roommate but um, we were sleeping and I woke up because I heard this weird noise and I look over and you are peeing on your carpet <laughs> like just. Full out peeing on your carpet, standing up, like, and you have no idea where you are, and you're just peeing on your carpet in your room. And I started screaming at you, and I'm like, Blake, and I like get out of the bed, and I like push you to stop. And I'm like, go to the bathroom, like, you just pee all over your dresser and the floor, like. <laughs> so you were so drunk, you didn't know where you were, and you started peeing. And you just,
1: Oh, my God. I do remember that story. Um, Is there yeah. a reason why you were peeing? I just remember, like... I remember coming to and, like... Wait, you came to? I, like, kind of came to in the middle. <laughs> oh, you came In the middle, like, midstream. <laughs> and, like, I guess I was so inebriated. I thought I was... I It was, like, a dream that I just stood up at I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I remember coming to and I started...
0: Carpet in your and this is why you're sober now right <laughs>
1: and this is why i'm sober yeah. this is why i'm sober right now oh my gosh um that's so funny um i remember immediately going in a defense mode though right when i like came to and i was like what are you talking about you're wild what are you and i was like like no no i'm not what are you crazy i'm not and then like like you're like yes you did yes and then we were fighting and then i try to like like played off as, like I would never do that and then like like I don't even know then you're like look at this what is this and you like took me over to the dresser and there was just like piss all over the dresser and there was piss all over the carpet and I was like oh shit and I was like okay I'm, like, oh I'm god, sorry you're worse than a dog I'm like oh my you're god.
3: worse than a dog that
0: is <laughs> <laughs> human pee
1: everywhere it's Oh my god
0: Did you make him bark after that
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely barked at him. Yeah, no, she was barking at me for sure. Oh, oh that's amazing. Uh, we'll have to get you on the podcast sometime out here. But I know we're we're kind of running over time right now. We're supposed to end at 4:30, but um, I appreciate you for saying that story and putting me on blast. And I might have to call back another time for story number two because that was really good.
0: Encore. Encore.
1: Oh, I've got plenty. Oh man, oh that was really good. Well, thank you for hopping on. I appreciate you. I love you. Yes. And um good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> yes. Awesome to hear you as well. And um hope everything's good. Shout out, Lil Tay choreographed by by this girl. Literally choreographed the Lil Tay music video, the one that just went viral. So that was huge. But um yes. Yeah. Fucking um, just want to give it a little shout out there But appreciate you and I'll talk to you soon Okay Alright you guys
3: have a great day Thank you
0: Alright now to end it Let's wrap it up <sighs> with what we said we were gonna do Cause we followed through with what we said How you feeling
1: That was hilarious that was good I was like I, I had an inkling In me that that might have been the story But yeah. it's just really funny how she explained it But
0: yeah. oh man Great times. You know, we're humans. (laughs) Uh, Let's uh, let's ask ChatGBT for one crazy question that we can both answer before we wrap it up. All right. Cool. Go for it. All right. Question. Um, uh, Give us a
1: question on business, psychology, or music.
0: We're currently on a podcast. Please give us our final question. Um,
1: to wrap up, I or love it using y- us. You got to use answer. please when you're tra- uh, talking to ChatGPT or or AI,
0: or, or else it gives you a bad answer. Gives
1: you a bad answer. It gives <sighs> you better information if you say please.
0: Uh, you want to give it topics or just leave it open or what?
1: Um, I mean, the last time we didn't give it topics, it kind of uh, it kind of like gave us Bank. some weird, yeah, vague yeah. question or something. Right. So maybe I like I like psychology, music, and business. Feel like those are three topics I'm pretty keen on knowing.
0: Psychology, music, business. Can I put relationships in there? Yeah. And it can be as like, edgy yeah. as you'd like. Uh-oh. Boom. Discuss the psychological impact of navigating relationships within high-pressure, often image-driven context of the music business. Can the blending of personal and professional lives in such an environment be sustainable or is it invariably destined for complexity and conflict?
1: Do you want me to go first? Sure. All right. So, I mean, I feel like navigating relationships is definitely something you learn as you grow in the in music business and business in general. Um, but just... Like navigating, maybe who you have to navigate with, and like picking the right people to navigate with, so it's easier to navigate with them. And um, well, the question, well, the question was like, what? How do you navigate relationships, or how do you? Yeah.
0: How do you navigate relationships in the situation of like, let's say, for example, you, you, you've recently been doing shows and uh, not necessarily like touring or whatever, and just like, can you be in a relationship? And leave and be on a stage in front of all these people and maybe women who are ah, is that possible to do? Can you navigate that relationship while being who you are in the music industry, having done all these big, uh, you know, having all these done all these big songs and so on and so forth?
1: So, how like how to navigate the like what like running an event versus doing my own brand or how to navigate? I
0: would just say answer it however you feel.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I'll just kind of go back to the general. It's like, um, yeah, you navig- I feel like navigating in a way um, that first is like healthy to you uh-huh. in the way of navigating. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously not reacting in certain situations. That's a big thing that I've had to learn. And um, yeah, it's just surrounding yourself with the right-minded people. And also knowing that there's enough. there's enough for everybody to eat. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have to overfeed everybody, but it's like, you know, don't like you should give out blessings when when necessary. And um, you, I, I don't like gatekeeping too much. Mm-hmm. I do understand that information is valuable, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there's always people that are going to be hungry for that information. And so it's just figuring out the right people to open those gates for and stuff it's not just like like hey i'm just gonna post all my contacts and everything on social media for everybody to see and stuff like that but navigating in a correct way um to people that may help you in the future may like or that you believe in and that you think are good human beings Mm -hmm. and allowing them to have resources because they're good people and like you know putting on the people that you would like to put on right right
0: yeah yeah. crucial That's funny because I uh, took that question completely differently. And I was thinking like romantic relationships. Uh-huh. Like how do you navigate a romantic relationship if you're in the music industry around all this ah, you know, craziness. Right. And so for me, I would say that and I don't I'm not gonna open a can of worms because we're wrapping up here, but because I have the ideology for myself, not for anyone else of kind of open relationships and having really um, open communication with people about really uncomfortable things and how that creates more opportunity for uh, to get closer with someone to be more intimate with someone when you do tell them things like hey you know my 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 girlfriend says hey i'm attracted to that guy hey i i was in new york and i spent two days partying with this dude da, 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 and then we talk about that and so i enjoy the idea of having those uncomfortable conversations with people so that we can get past that and create this even safer space for each other to have a, a more fulfilling and thriving relationship. I like that. Good. Love that. Well, yeah. yeah want to end with a beatbox?
1: Do, do you want to hit the beat or the
0: baseline? Oh, definitely. Um, I'm the lead and you're the drums. Okay.
1: Yeah. Give me a, give me a nice baseline.
0: <clears throat> okay
1: hey
0: let's go my guy more than meets the mic
1: hell yeah more than meets the mic let's
0: go